I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about dynamite techniques to blast obsessive thoughts. All right, I like it. Sounds like you had puns of fun when you yes, came up and, with that title. And you put it very explosively. <laughs> you did a bang up job. Oh, thank right? you. All right. So we're going to be talking about obsessive thoughts in this video because it's a problem that I think pretty much everybody I has. Think so too. Even when you're not in a breakup. Yep. We tend to have obsessive thoughts over somebody that we like or yep. somebody that we're interested in because we start to really fantasize about who they are and what they're going to be in our life. And so once we kind of go down that road, it becomes very difficult to stop. Yes. And we try to get it out of our head. We try to change the subject, think about something else. But of course, none of those things work. It's like the old joke about try not to think about a pink elephant. And yeah. then, of course, the only thing you can think of is a pink elephant. Try not to think about the handwritten letter. Yeah, right. Um, because it won't do you any good. And we've talked about obsessions a number of times before because we know how painful and difficult it is. One of my feelings is that when anything intrudes on your day, intrudes on your thought process, one of the things it's saying to you is, you haven't finished with me yet. Interesting. Okay. So if something so, intrudes yeah. in your life, it's because you haven't finished with it. Right. You haven't processed it to the degree it needs to be processed. Um, so that immediately sends me to, you probably haven't grieved the dissolution of the relationship. You're aware of it. You're upset about it. You're going about your life. But you're not done with it because you can't let it go. And if you try, it come back, comes back to say to you, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. All right, And that's perfectly exasperating and it's an interruption in your day. The, the intrusive thoughts are a major, major problem when you're going through a breakup. Oh, yes, indeed. You can't think of anything else. And then many, many people obsess about what they did wrong, what they said wrong. How did this happen? This person loved me a whole lot just a few days ago, and now they don't like me at all. You know, um, how me, did this happen? For me, it's definitely tied with separation anxiety yes. and the brain releasing chemicals Absolutely. to keep you, um, you know, obsessed with reuniting with your loved ones because right. that's your primary way of being safe. Yes. And that's just an alarm system that just can't get shut off until you reunite, right? Until you reunite or process it. Or process it. Sufficiently. And that's the real struggle. That's the real struggle. But we've said many times, and it goes back to our hardwiring and even to evolution, where if we were separated from our loved one, initially our mother, we would starve or be eaten by something bigger than we are. Absolutely. So it's a primal human fear. Yeah. Um, so we expect a dramatic reaction. And when we start to let go of somebody that you know, makes us really anxious and so forth, then sometimes the obsession lets us kind of see the picture of our loved one again. It's kind of like they show up in our head. So what you're saying is, 
when we think about the person, yeah. our ex in this case, right. all of a sudden it soothes our anxiety. Right. And I wonder, I suspect, is probably some kind of chemical release. Sure. With that maybe a dopamine yes. release. Yes. Or something like that. Absolutely. And then it says, um, you know, then you think about, have you sufficiently grieved this relationship? And I realize that we're always telling you, you have to grieve and you have to mourn, but we don't tell you much about how you do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you do it? Well, the first step is that you really have to accept that the relationship is over. And sometimes your mind and your heart can't wrap themselves around that instantly. Yeah. Okay. No, it takes no, a long time. No, it takes time. a long time. And, and, and I think, you know, people, you know, when I talk to them, they're like, I'm still grieving six months, a year later. Yeah. It's normal. It is normal. It's normal. Because it, ha it doesn't happen with every breakup. No. There's just something about certain people that those breakups are just incredibly painful and difficult to move on. Right. And we found out um, one of the most more recent times we talked about um, it being harder if it's a surprise, if it's nothing you would have done, if you're not at all prepared for it. It's worse if you're very afraid of being alone. There are many things that can make it even worse. Yeah. So if people tell you to grieve, how do you go about it? Some people try to make a division between grief and mourning, but that's too complicated for me. I can only handle one term, so let's go with grief. Um, and you realize if you, if you watch people going through the death of a relative too, after about three months, everybody on earth thinks you should be over it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, you're not over it in three months. And most religions give you a year. Um, there's an unveiling if you're Jewish. Um, there's an anniversary if you're of other faiths. So most major religions give you a year. Okay? Yeah. But for some relationships, that's even a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So first you have to try to accept the fact that the relationship is over. And that's very difficult. Okay? And you literally... Incredibly difficult. Yes. And you literally have to remind yourself over and over again, because we're always hopeful, that it really is over. And that you really are going to continue your life without this person, mm. even though it's very, very painful. Now, that doesn't mean that some of you won't be able to work things out with your ex. It's, no, it doesn't. It's, you know... No, it, it doesn't. Because right. it happens all the time. Sure. I just did a great success story yesterday. Uh-huh. It's the best thing you can do. And most people, the minute there's a breakup, blame themselves. Oh, absolutely. Okay? And the first thing they do is beat themselves up. Yeah. And this article is saying that is the worst thing you can do. You want to treat yourself at least as well as you would treat a friend. Okay? That's a good point. Yeah. And we don't do that. Most of us are not trained to do that. Yeah. Um, right? Um, and most of us are trained that treating people well may not always work. All right? But it's important to treat you well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, many people worry about what their ex is thinking, what their ex is feeling. All you can do is imagine we have no way of knowing. Sure. Okay. Sometimes your ex yeah. might give out clues or uh, posts on social media yeah. or make comments to other right. mutual friends or family or whatever it is um, that you might know and, and some information will get back to you. Yeah. But 
you got to remember that whatever that information is, it's how they were feeling at that moment in time. Right. And here's the other thing. Losses are like paper clips. You know how when you try to pick up a paper clip, sometimes you get a whole line of them uh -huh. all clung to each other? Losses are like paper clips. Any other major losses that you've had in your life will come up around this current loss. If you've lost a parent, if you've lost friends, whoever you may have lost in the past. Yeah. will come up around this loss. Now, there's good news and bad news about that. The bad news is, right now, you don't need another loss. The good news is, every time we look again at a loss, we work it through a little further. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you may have managed to go on if you lost a parent, for example. Um, but there's probably still some grief around that. So this time, you're going to re-examine that, and you'll work it through a little further. Yeah. Okay. So again, if it keeps popping up into your head, um, it will not go away until you try to process it, which in this case means to grieve it. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right. And you should definitely consider uh, a local therapist. Sure. To grieve it, to yeah. talk about it, you'll feel so much better. Yes. When you talk about it. Yeah. Margaret has incredible experience with these kind of issues as well. And actually, undone grief issues, um, I've come across a couple of people in, in the course of doing this um, who have terrible undone grief issues who I think are now going to be able to move on because they're willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, but don't let grief sit undone inside your soul. It will make you depressed and it will give you heartburn and Lord knows what else, all right? I think you're pretty safe in saying almost all therapists are well-trained to help with grief. So reach out. Don't suffer alone. Don't suffer in silence. I know we're told that those are the tough grown-up things to do, but mm -hmm. it's a fib. They don't work. Mm -hmm. All right? Open your mouth and talk. All right? That's what we need to do. Yeah. It helps to talk about it. Yes. So the obsessive thoughts are normal. And it's normal to feel like you can't shut it off. Yeah. It's like an alarm system yeah. just going off in your head and you can't turn off the switch. Right. That's normal. That's, that's exactly how it happens. But the better you treat yourself, the more quickly you'll move through um, the stages. And rest is very important. Extremely important. Thank you for mentioning that. Because I have seen highly energetic people um, who are handling a loss well and coming to therapy and doing all the things they need to do. And I have to remind them over and over again, you're exhausted. Grief is exhausting. And so is anxiety. And so is anxiety. And if you're beating yourself up in addition, this comes back to the self-compassion. That certainly doesn't doesn't help. It takes a lot of energy for our body oh, to yes. manage anxiety. Absolutely. And there are all kind of crazy chemicals connected with both anxiety and depression. So be nice to yourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest issue here. Okay. All right. Is that dynamite enough? It's dynamite. Okay. Do you have anything else? <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> anything else except take care of yourself, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. Great. Hopefully this will help you understand uh, why you're having the obsessive thoughts mm -hmm. uh, and what you can do to help make them go away. Right. And you can. And this is a survivable process, even though it does not feel like mm -hmm. it at the beginning. And yeah. even though it feels like it's never going to end or get better, it, it will. Does. It yeah. just takes time. Yeah. Right? Sure. Okay. So, of course, 
When you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email and I do Skype. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching. Certainly, feel free to, to sign up with me. I have been able to get people in more quickly recently. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.